All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 36 of the Snakes on the Diamond podcast, where Wes, who's on the top right, Spencer at the bottom, all three of us are going to talk about why your favorite trade or free agent target is a poor fit for the Diamondbacks. So if you find find us to be detestable, make sure to hit that subscribe button and leave a like. We're going to get right into it here. So let's start with Randy Arozarena. Since that's being banned out. Just no. Like, first of all, we've had outfielders coming out our year, like out of our ears for years. Okay. That and like I mean, I'd like to see Dominic Fletcher get get a chance. I'd like to see Jorge Barosa get a chance before we trade away either one of them to get uh Randy or uh, Arena. Uh your colleague, Jack, he um recently brought to light some real issues with uh like red flags from my uh, last season. And I think that's, that's worth discussing. I think you're yeah, we'll you pull probably make the argument better than I could and pull it up. Before I saw Jack's article, right. I hadn't really looked into the pitch type recognition right. thing. I wasn't against a Rosarina on the team, but I'm very much against the cost that it will take to get it. Yes. That's very yeah. much my problem with it. So, yeah. So pulling up the, article itself which i'm going to do right now this is what jack published more uh this morning on inside the diamondbacks here and this is the table is the most important thing to take advantage of make sure you can check by the way you can check out our content at inside diamondbacks the highlight section is the one to pay attention to he can't hit fast. He's had trouble hitting fastballs. Why do you want a guy who can't hit fast? It's like the most basic thing you want in like a hitter. Like you're gonna get that's a big red flag. Like the biggest red flag for a hitter. Yeah, I I don't know if the Rays are looking to trade him. It means they can't figure out what the problem is, and that worries me. But it, it's just such a strange. Yeah, it's it's a strange problem for him to have. It makes sense why he was so cold towards like the end of the year. Like, well, I mean, probably three, it was like two thirds of the year actually, just like dead cold. Yeah. Cause if you look at, if you look at the splits, he's actually done well against off speed. So that's change up splitters. That, so he does well against off speed pitches because hitting 269 with a 423 slugging percentage is actually very good against off speed pitches. Of course, there's no context provided, but 269, 423 batting average slugging is good anyway, but. And then also, you notice he hits cutters pretty well. So it's. So I think the issue is four seamers and sinkers with a Rosarena. I, I mean, it could just be noise, but like it's one of those things where the, the Rays are so well run. Like you really. And he's under, he's caught, he's cheaply controlled for. I'm trying to think how much control he has left what? on it. So he's, he's got, he's got three more years of, of uh, control left. So it's like. There's, there's got to be a reason for it if they're, they're looking to move him other than salary because he's, I don't think he's going to cost that much in, in like at least the first year or two in arbitration. Yeah, I actually addressed that one the day before talking about why the cost is so big. So we're going to pull that. We're going to pull that up here. I have a nice table, value table for a Rosarena. We're going to pull that in. So here it is. Use the ads. That's how we make money at Inside the Dimebacks. 
So if you look at this trade value chart on the screen, so I've outlined what Rosarena's potential trade value is with the three years of control. So we're starting with the average projection on fan graphs of 2.9 war for Randy Rosarena's age 29 season and evaluating each war as $9 million. We're in, for this exercise, we're going to do 9 million for pitchers. I mean, sorry, hitters and 10 million for pitchers. That's what my trade value charts have because pitching is more valuable than hitting on the trade market. Well, by separate. So, and then also I set the decline phase for Rosarena at minus half a war. So for the most part, you look at this table, the calculations are fairly standard. And so since he's a super two player, he's going to go four turn four turns through the arbitration process. So year two of arbitration, 9 million that's projected by uh, Matt Schwartz on MLB trade rumors. You go find that that's pretty easy to find. So I'm projecting a raise of 13, five to 13, five in 2025 and then 18 million in 2026. You kind of see the, uh, value there so that value for Rosarena is going to be coming in years one and two if we assume it's a normal decline so what do you guys so what do you guys that's i mean if you're okay so the rays are going to ask for right off they're going to ask for jordan lawler or tommy troy uh nah, jordan lawler's off the table you know pretty much they, they're that. still they're still gonna ask like they're they would be dumb not to so i mean they're they're this is the initial conversation. They're going to ask for a lot. Uh, I'm sure if they if they ask for some random guy, my question is like, why? Why do they like him then so much? You know, like it's one of those things. Like it's just the the years of control you have to give. It's like at least three players, I would imagine. Uh, okay. Like, what do you think the start the starting point for a Rosarena trade looks like? Any of our big three prospects, but. That's based on the Rays' history of trading guys who are going to get more expensive and they're trying to save money, which may be the reason that they're doing it. If they're doing it because you can't hit the fastball, then they don't care about spending for a new big leaguer. They'll take a Ryan Nelson or whomever is their yeah. you know, diamond in the rough that they want. That's what worries me. I just don't think that he's worth it until we know why he can't hit that those fastballs. If he's not hitting the fastballs because he's got some lingering oblique issue that they didn't know about all year that happened in early May, okay, but why on earth wasn't he on the IL the whole year? And if he's just lost something, he's not going to get anywhere close to 2.9 war for any of the three seasons he's under control. Yeah. How much of that war came in that first month when he was on fire? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's that's the thing is uh, until we know why, like, I mean, if it's, if it's statistical noise, then yeah, he could live up to those numbers, but he's, it doesn't seem like that's the case. And I really would like to know like what's exact, what exactly is going on there. And if, if you don't know, then there's no point to it. Yeah, like I, he's not, he's not worth the, he's not worth trading away any, any guys for him, regardless. He's a pricey risk at this point. Yeah. Buyer beware. Yes. Buyer beware. Go get him Dodgers. Nah, the Dodgers probably aren't going to go after him. I know. I don't they don't. Really. <laughs> they don't really. Yeah. All right. So the oh. next big trade target that's catching a lot of attention is White Sox right-hander Dylan Cease. 
Nat, he's another guy I have as a buyer beware, although I think he's going to get a pretty decent return. So going to my trade value. See what I can put up here. We're gonna put that. I have various trade value guys here. This is a fun he makes showcase. Slightly more sense than than uh, than Rosarena, at least. Uh, I'll I'll say right, that. I'm gonna pull up Keller too. The fact that there's gonna be a bidding war for any starting pitcher is what makes me say no to Steve. I think Steve. Right. I think even with some of his scary drop offs in 2023, he's young enough, and he could even rebound a little, and he would still push Spot to the fourth which is what Jason said he wants to replace for the rotation yeah. to make him the fourth pitcher. But he's just going to cost something that I'm going to think is not worth it. Initially and probably down the line. That said, Cease ran my fantasy team in 2022 when he had an ace-like season, and it was beautiful, and I would love to get that player regardless of cost. I just don't know that he's going to bounce back to that. Yeah. I mean, I like to see what uh... – Strom can do like this working with him because I mean it's, it's overstated what he can do with the pitcher, but I mean he's willing to work with him. Uh, I think we he could probably get him back to form if there's no you know injury or health concerns related to that. But um, yeah, I think he's just going to cost too much. Like if anyone that they're going like to start a trade for season, it's going to cost too much in my opinion. I think it depends on who they're willing to go for. If they're going to accept like a let's say Perdomo and Lynn, maybe that's workable. Yeah. I don't like losing. I don't see a situation where the Dimebacks trade Perdomo for anybody. I know. I, but like, I'm just thinking of our young big leaguers that actually have value. And we theoretically could replace because like McCarthy has no value real, really right now. Yeah. So it's Perdomo from the bottom of the roster, essentially. And like, I don't know that I'm okay with that, but if we get, a cease that's better than he was in 2023 for Perdomo. And if Lynn becomes a reliever, that's a pretty good yeah. deal. I think. Yeah. I mean, question is, I think the spirit of what you're saying, Spencer, for not to interrupt, but um, is, is like giving away someone who we can, we can easily replace for the most part. There are a lot of, uh, we kind of a log jam of middle infield prospects. So like, that's not, as it wouldn't concern me as much. Yes, it would hurt to give him up. Like that's the kind of trade I'd be okay with. The other one would be like low level, like you know, Dominican summer league rookie ball or complex level players. I don't think Chicago wants to look at that type yeah. of field again. Yeah, I, that's the thing. I'm gonna though. disagree. I'm gonna disagree because I don't think the Dimebacks actually have the depth to replace Perdomo if Jordan Lawler is not ready to be an everyday shortstop. They don't have it. Alexander's not a uh, Alexander. Obviously, is not a type of guy you expect to move the needle much for the D-backs. If they thought so, he would have been up before Lawler. Yeah, I think five will have a logjam potentially if nothing changes. Nah, but that one will resolve itself eventually. I know, but at the very, at the very least, we have the depth to to you know where it's not like like to, if we give up, you know. Uh, Chris trade trade away Christian Walker. Who's going to replace him? Like that's an immediate one where it would hurt. Like to get to trade away a Christian Walker or like you know like we don't really have the depth at, at first or corner to to do that. The problem that's is really is it I think what we're getting at. Yeah, to replace that production. Unless yeah. you pull off a unless you pull off two great trades. Yeah, like it's it's not that we don't have players that can do it. 
I would love to see Blaze Alexander on the Major League roster. I'd like to see what he can do. I would like to see Jorge Barroso on the Major League roster just to see what he can do. But it's still like Perdomo doesn't have much more ceiling than what we saw the first half of last year. That's probably his peak performance. I'm sure he'll hit it again in small spurts. That's great. Yeah. But to go from Perdomo to September Jordan Waller for half a season, that knocks us out of the postseason picture. We've got to remember, Perdomo is like 24, if I remember correctly. Like, he's he's still very young. So, like, that's one of those where it's like, yeah, no, we probably shouldn't trade away him. But, like, that I, – I mean, this farm system isn't what it used to be. That's really my concern with trading away, like, the level of talent that you get for for for, uh, for Cease or any, any other, other guys we're going to talk about is that – uh, I mean, yeah, we ha- we do have like a, we have a very top heavy system with a bunch of question marks because they, it's, it's just like limited, you know, how, how much time has Tommy Troy had? How much time has Dino Gruber had or Caden Grice to actually like be really evaluated as a prospect and like know if they're going to do anything. So to, to, to trade away from an already tapped farm system doesn't seem like the smartest thing. I know they're trying to like, strike while the iron's hot and they you know like they, team has a lot of promise but that always concerns me regardless of who you're acquiring yeah because you're looking at whatever starting pitcher that can move the needle you're looking at giving up either jones or troy and i don't think uh troy's a guy arizona wants to give up because he has this in my opinion is a very very low bust rate and a very high chance of being at least an average regular at either shortstop at any three different infield positions now there is some busk risk with Drew Jones, considering he missed almost a full season due to different injuries. However, at the same time, Drew Jones is the type of guy if he ever if he figures it out offensively, he's gonna make the Dimebacks regret that trade. Yeah, he's an above average defensive outfielder right now. He does not. It's not gonna take much for him to to. I mean, at the very least, I think Drew Jones will eventually be at worst a fourth outfielder unless he's like you know gets so injured or whatever that he, you know, won't be able to play baseball. At the very least, he's he's a he's a major leader just on that, of just being, you know, like that level of defense and arm. Uh Tommy Troy, I mean, Tommy Troy does have very low, like a lower bust rate than Jones, but I, I don't I I don't really think so though. Just from that. Like the it's I, every single scout I've said is like he could play a an above average center field in the major leagues basically right now. If he's healthy. Yeah, Drew Jones is the best defensive outfielder in the organ and probably the best defensive player in the organization right now. Yeah, but he's yeah. healthy and that bat can't play in the main yeah. ball. That's my that's our that's all of our concerns. He hasn't been healthy, he hasn't really hit, he's struck out at a high rate. Um, he's still can't very, stink. Yeah. Too. That's the thing. Like he, he needs to really have his swing. Like I'm I, I don't know if this is the organization that can tap into his potential. So he's the player that like if I'm gonna give away one of the big three, it's going to be him. Yeah. And Jones has the lowest trade value of the three, in my opinion. Jordan Lawler is not available unless the Dimebacks are getting yeah. an all-star talent of three years of control left. Yep. The theoretical and arena is they were, yeah. are not going to give up Tommy Troy, who's going to be in the mix for an infield, a starting infield role in, uh, as, or possibly as early as next year, 2025. Yeah. When I say next year, I mean the year after. And that's uh, that's kind of the problem. That's more or less the problem. And when we talk about, obviously, Dylan Cease, Mitch Keller kind of fits the same mold, although not 
maybe not as much upside, but a higher floor type pitcher as well. I have their trade values are pretty similar. I, mean, I don't think Jones think about has, Keller has as much value. Because I'm, I'm still seeing Jones like ranked ahead of Tommy Troy. And that's in spite of, you know, in spite of all the speed bumps he's had along the way. And uh, like, I don't think he's bad. I mean, to us, because we're very familiar with him. Uh, yeah, his trade value has gone down significantly, but I don't think it is has as much as we'd like to. Like, I don't think his trade value has decreased that much. Yeah, I don't think it has. I think he's. I think Drew Jones still has significant trade value. I think he's viewed internally in the organization as the least of those three big three right now. Yeah. Long term, he's obviously the highest ceiling, and given his pedigree, theoretically the best chance to hit that. But yeah, I mean, there's. And when you look at his batting mechanics, I said they stink, but there's already an easy identifiable fix in that in that yeah. swing that can be already taken care of during the offseason. I mean, the main problem is he steps in the bucket a lot. So, you know, every, so for those that don't know what that means, it's he tends to open up too early when he strides. So he'll instead of striding towards the pitcher, he'll stride towards the third baseman. Yeah. Or shortstop. It's just one of those, like, I mean, Nick Ahmed's a famous bucket strider. If you want to compare batting mechanics, would either of you be okay uh, giving up Drew Jones and a lottery picket for, for C's? No, Uh, the closer I get to the 2022 version, the more comfortable I am with it. But the problem is I don't know what pitcher I'm getting. Yeah. I'd rather, okay. I'd be more inclined to give that up for Keller than Cease because with Keller, I feel like I know what I'm getting. Yes, that's exactly yeah. right. Also, I would not do that package for Keller either. No. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. I was just curious if you if we, would for any of the names we've brought up so far. Uh, let's go. Let's pull the next name. All right. So we've talked about Keller. Um, obviously, the Diamondbacks aren't going to do this trade, but the two biggest rentals on the trade market are. Corbin Burns and Juan Soto. And unfortunately, I don't know how to quantify the value. Of, what would you, before we get into that, what would you quantify the value of the qualifying offer pick, especially in Milwaukee's case? Where, you know, that's like, um, I made a joke last night it's like, uh, to Jack and Jesse. It's like, with the third, when uh, they're talking about Jackson Chorios signing that extension, I'm like, with the 31st overall pick, the Milwaukee Brewers select. They could have pick 31 and 32, depending on what happens with Burns. They go yeah. on a playoff run. Burns not going anywhere. I mean, I, I having that those that pick is not like a guaranteed like a, we, we all, it depends on depending on, you know, the draft that year. It could be anywhere from like uh, a, a strong draft. It's a very valuable pick to have um, in a weak draft. It's like, you know, it's a crapshoot. So doesn't mean yeah, much not, to me. Um, I. Corbin Burns for Drew Jones wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that for him. No. Juan Soto, uh, the Padres are asking for like six players back, or uh, six players back from the Yankees. That's, if not, that's like too more, high. That's more. too high an ask. Yeah, they're they're asking for sky high. Uh, that's great. Uh, if high I had the guarantee, I, would, I could extend them. Nelson, as part of the trade, I would do that trade. <laughs> they can have six of the worst Diamondbacks players. That way, they get their six players, and we get a quality. Problem for yeah. Juan Soto is the surplus value is in the same tier is Corbin Burns mostly because I'm evaluating pitchers one one additional yeah. million dollar per war I mean so it's one Soto's like a Rosa Reina like although younger no, still somehow 
Once it's not a buyer beware, it's just the cost is too high to get a very an all star MVP level player. Here's here's my thing is I don't think Juan Soto is gonna reach the the for year okay with the Nationals okay I I would I would like you could look at the guy and say okay this guy's potentially one of the the greatest outfielders to come up in you know the last you know I don't know twenty years uh, he's kind of he's kind of up I mean he's still Juan Soto. I'm just saying, like, he's not as, as he hasn't been as good control. as he, yeah, the years of control so is the real issue with him. He's a you're free not agent, getting a, you're not getting a, getting a package that San Diego gave up. Yeah, they're not, I, yeah, they're, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Like, I don't know what they, what they're doing, thinking that they're going to get that much back. I mean, yeah, they should, they should try to fleece another team, but I don't think it's going to happen. Like, they think that, think it will. I think Soto fetches a top, uh, a top fifty. I still think you can still pull a trade with a uh, top fifty prospect. I think oh, easily as your headliner. I think you could for Soto a prospect in the forty. Although I don't think Soto will be the only player leaving San Diego in such a deal. Yeah, it's going to be a, like I, a seven player trade when San Diego lets go of Soto. There's got to be other players two, involved. Two in, or three in go that. one way, and then four or five go the other way. Yeah, like you're not getting it. You might be able to get a. Actually, no. You might not be able to get a James Wood in a trade. We're talking about the uh, headline headline p- prospect piece in the original once in the other one. So a trade. You're not gonna. You might be able to pull off a Mackenzie Gore or James Wood level prospect. Yeah. And this is pre breakout Wood, by the way. No. I think you could get if you're looking at but, them right now this offseason. You're not getting both. Full 2023 season under their belts. You're not getting a Wood for Soto, but. Yeah, I you're not. Be getting a Mackenzie Gore and a not when Gore was a yeah, that, that's kind of what I was gonna say. As, as yeah, you're gonna get like a. That's literally what I was gonna, I was gonna say the exact same thing. C.J. Abrams and Mackenzie Gore, I can see that happening. I don't see them getting back that many players. I think they're gonna give up someone else, but either way, they're like both Juan Soto and Corbin Burns are one year rentals. I don't think that the team is interested in that at all. Um, I'm not interested. I'm not interested in giving up any of the players that like we've discussed, uh, other than maybe like a, a Blaze Alexander or you know a, I'll give you the a Dom, not, that, not Fletcher Moroglio. You get a Dominic a Dominic Moroglio and a uh, Blaze Alexander, and that's all you get, Padres. That's the most I'm doing. <laughs> that's what you give up to get a yeah, I'm not, not sure yeah. Dimebacks would pick up Soto anyway. I don't know. I think so. Hazen has some blackmail material on uh, like the Poto or something's going on there because that's like it's nah. white now. Although I will defend Gary Poto with each other. Ryan Bliss is gonna like Mariners fans are gonna be very happy with him. I'd be very surprised if like he goes bust because he's like definitely the breakout player of the D-backs farm system last year. Yeah, I was gonna say, and also, uh, Paul C. That's a win-win trade because Seawall did what the yeah. D-backs wanted them, needed them to do. Even if, like the Cattell Marte trade, where it's like, okay, Seattle got the better, got more value out of the deal, but is, does Arizona regret that trade? No. Same thing with yeah. Seawall. D-backs still got the best player to trade. Yeah, it's like saying St. Louis regrets trading for Goldschmidt. They technically ended up with less more. Sure it would have and. Yeah. And the reason the Marte trade favored Seattle is because Tywin Walker's arm fell off. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, Burns or Soto, who gets the bigger package? We're assuming no extension is reached as part of the Corbin trade Burns. negotiations, just the one year of control. 
Um, Soda. I think there, there's a caveat there. Okay, let's. You want the ages? It depends on it depends on who which team they go to. Like it really depends on who no. they end up doing the trade with. I, don't I think, think so. Burns will just because he's a he's a you know. I don't know. It's at that level. Pitching is at a premium. Juan Soto. I don't. I think. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I'm going to say Burns. Nets the bigger name players right now. I mean, Corbin Burns might require more. But I think Burns gets yeah. players right now, and in the long run, I can see Milwaukee yeah. developing those players. Maybe not into all stars, but quality around the fringes of your roster players that end up with more value than whatever San Diego ends up with. But I don't think it matters what team you're going to because if the Dodgers want one of them, they're just going to jump in and all yeah. amazing. Ditto yeah, that's true. Or, or whomever. Like, if they want them, they're going to get them and the value is there for it. But I think yeah, I don't... Soto. Right, yeah, I mean, that's at short term. I think that I I think you're you're right about that. In the short term, like Juan Soto will look like a better trade. Um, Long term, I think. I think the Burns. I think I kind of I agree with that assessment. Like I, I think that's kind of long term. It'll look better uh, for the Burns trade than the Juan Soto trade. I wouldn't be surprised if they both end up being like you know, like I think there's like not. I think there's more likely to be a nothing bid war for Burns versus Soto because more teams need pitching. In um, Juan Soto's case, I think the number of teams that are legitimate suitors you can count on one hand. With Corbin Burns, you you need three hands. Yeah. That's teams kind of, that are one that's ace pitcher away from, from World Series contention. It just yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like the level of pitching that Burns provides is is much more at a premium than what Juan Soto can provide. I think the D-backs are one of those teams that are uh, Corbin Burns away from World Series contention. That's going to be a tough question to ask because it's like you put Corbin Burns on the 2023 mm-hmm. D-backs, they might host a trophy. Yeah, no, I think that's. It, it, I mean, that but, really changes the, the dynamics of the bullpen, just like we. We actually talked personally about uh, like uh, Emmanuel Classe, how much that would change the bullpen. Like it's the same thing. Yeah. Like having a, you know another shutdown bullpen arm makes. I mean, like that's a luxury Diamondbacks fans have ne- like never had of having like really that much of a lockdown bullpen, other than like a couple seasons. Hey, they were lockdown bullpen through the NLCS. Eh. It's like a month. I think Burns definitely makes me feel better about the 2024 Diamondbacks if they have some backsliding young players. But yeah. I don't think he makes us an instant World Series contender if you're just looking roster to roster. I think we're going to be considered a World Series contender so long as we get some sort of name brand player just because yeah. we're there. It's the same reason yeah. Yeah. the Otani sweepstakes. Ooh, no, we're not. Come on. Like, <laughs> yeah, because even if... Uh... Not for us. So even if the Diamondbacks improve their roster, the the trip to getting to the World Series is going to be much harder than it was last year. I think the D-backs kind of hit a little bit of a lucky patch getting to the NLCS. You had a Milwaukee team that had clear offensive issues, and that was exploited since they pretty much did all their damage in the first inning of both games. First two innings, yeah, I should say. They, don't score after the thir- they didn't score in either of those games after the third inning. The Dodgers were unusually lifeless in, in the playoffs. The Dodgers I had really, no pitching. They, yeah. Their beast spot at best. So, yeah, I think they got lucky. I think no that, starting uh, pitching, I should say. Their bullpen was fine. 
starting pitching would move the needle for me more than uh, acquiring like a name in terms of acquiring you know name brand offense name brand starting pitching or name brand relief pitching i think starting pitching definitely moves the needle the most well that's because that's the biggest hole in the roster starting pitching they have three starting pitchers that are proven yeah henry's if you want to include henry three and a half we could use another serious uh, offense is right behind that for me then really i mean the backs really only need one bat really yeah I would be A-OK with a starting rotation in 2024 that went Dallin, Kelly, whichever four you want to put them in, Bot, Henry, Ciccone on opening. I would be too. I would be fine with that. I'm worried about what we put in Gurriel's spot in the lineup because while we got Suarez, who is better than Longo and Rivera, Suarez is not Gurriel. Yeah, he strikes out a lot. And leave the offense, no one is batting our runners in. Right now you're looking at... It's great. An outfield of Carol Thomas McCarthy. No, thank you. Yeah, no, no, thank you. And no right-handed bat. I don't. I Although, don't think. I don't think Mike. I mean, the fact is, it looks like they they are inquiring and looking around with the names they've been linked to. It seems uh, that's the next area to address. I. That's. I mean, I think that's the concern for me too. Is that without Guriel there, um, Suarez does not give me the confidence. Uh, you know that I'd have. To. Although I think it seems to be theory, average third baseman and Diamondbacks win that trade. Yeah, I think he, he'll be better in Chase than he will in Seattle, just because it's Seattle. Chase feels lower home run park factor than T-Mobile Park, by the way. I'm just saying, I think he's going to get more like hits that don't leave the ballpark. You know, that's really my, more the thing is that's yeah, hitting that's overall. Definitely possible. Chase does inflate hitting a little bit still, so I think that like just the. Well, I mean, Chase, I, I, reward, I, Chase Field I, rewards, rewards line drive gap to gap hitters. Yeah, more than and the only park that does that more is Colorado, my worry which Colorado. obviously they're playing seven games at a year. Yeah, my worry for Suarez in that role because I do think he has that ability in him. It's just he's never That's played not his, game. his home games in a park that yeah. rewards that because Great American Ballpark is practically the moon. I get to go. Yeah, it is. It's awesome. I don't think he's without a home run it's phenomenal but yeah if you can hit on suarez that's fantastic if he becomes your rbi and your secondary walker that's amazing but if he continues to decline and you put mccarthy in right field yeah. your offense is way worse and you're absolutely granted on second a lot like that's not great so i would rather like if you're going to tell me you have to spend jordan lawler human lynn and John Sell Luis on one of these rentals. I don't know why they would cost that much, but if that's what it's going to take, give me Soto, not Burns. Yeah. I, I, here's what I want to happen. Ken Kendrick to just be, you know, pull a Granky and to say, you know, Shohei, name your price. And then the whole team and he signs them and solves all the problems at once. You know, we get to you know, sign with over. the Diamondbacks, though. He wants to win. That's yeah, what he wants. 24, you still it's more likely ends up on the Dodgers as a result of that. You know, I don't know for I don't know like if they, he'll end up with the Dodgers. That wouldn't surprise me at all. Or the Giants. Those are the two names that I'm, feel- you know really are going all in on him. But I it just does- I'm just saying that would be the best thing ever, Michael. It'd be nice, but I don't know how the D-backs are going to get that or going to have the money to sign Otani <clears throat> and fill their other <laughs> needs in the lineup. Obviously, you don't well, need a right-handed like- bat. 
in your lineup if you've got Otani in there playing DH. The, the media, the, the, in terms of, we, we've talked about this before, okay? Otani is more than just a player. He's a brand. He's an, an, oh, yeah, a, an definitely. icon. He's more, like, he brings so much He's more than just... Player brand in baseball by a long the shot. The thing is, is it like it's a no brain, like like literally giving you a blank check. Oh. It's like almost a no brainer for an owner. I don't know why Ken Kendrick wouldn't at least try just because it, it would significantly increase like viewership, all, a whole bunch of other metrics. And I, I don't see any other free agent signing or trade doing what Shohei would do. It needs yeah, to be said. Pro- problem is, when you sign an Otani, you need to have a payroll of 200 million to feel. Plus, to field a yeah. competitive roster. Well, you're definitely going to get an attractive We're only deal at, as a result. Where's Kendrick going to find another $80 million? You need to have that payroll eventually. When you're a team like yeah. now where you have... Yeah. You can sign on time, but the D-backs would be doomed to mediocrity. Like, you know, how many 24 years old, only one of them is signed long-term? You can. Yeah. You have some breathing room to expand yeah. that payroll more gradually than, say... A Padres when they jumped in on jumped yeah. or whatever. I don't think we're going to end up with Otani. I will be ecstatic if we end up with Otani. Yeah, that's like, the yeah, thing. I know it's a dream. It's a pipe dream. Delhi or San Francisco? I think the financials make more sense than people think for a team like the Diamondbacks just because like, we have one of the lowest viewerships uh, of any any market, okay? In terms of like actual eyes on games. I uh, Every I mean, game that, that Shohei Otani started was the high, like literally the list of most viewed games during the regular season are all Otani starts. Are they just counting America, right? Uh, no, I mean, overall, they are the like the, the most watched games throughout the season. <laughs> Other than the entire like, country watching him pitch. Yeah, exactly. So that's the thing. Like we literally have an additional country now watching the Diamondbacks. I mean, it puts them on the map. It make it the financials make way more sense than people think. Okay, so I guess maybe this is my own. Answer. I'm gonna press X to doubt. Yeah. How does Arizona? How do the Arizona Diamondbacks make money off of Japanese eyes watching Otani? I uh, you know like like okay if you're gonna watch Major League Baseball, uh, I'm not sure like how the Diamondbacks rights work work in other like you know other countries. Like this is the country of Taiwan watch Corbin Carroll pit uh, hit. Yeah, I mean, I, I would imagine it works like, you know, with how any other Japanese fan would work. But I'm just saying, like, I mean, have you, like, just the, the, the media circus, like, there's more people who are going to actually travel to go to Arizona's games, like, the things like that. Yeah, I can vouch for that on you, Darvish starts. Like, I mean, in terms of, like, the media, like, the, the caravan that follows him, like, it does increase revenue from that. Yeah, I don't know. Definitely, it, there'll be more eyes. It, my eyes on TV, but I just don't know if the op- then you have the opportunity cost it might be too high. Yeah. That's that's not I mean, the issue. Isn't what he brings to the team. The question is, what's the alternative? And that may be the yeah. that's the problem, right? There probably are. There probably are. Like, I, I I just one of those things where I think it makes way more sense than people. I mean, there's a even, there should even, be even all, thirty team, all thirty teams should be in for that reason alone. Yeah. But I don't know if the Diamondbacks have the money so, to sign a big free agent contract, even of. Back to reality now. I'm sorry, I have to like you know completely hijack it with my Shohei talk, yeah. but it needed to be. I talked mean, we could talk about. I mean, we could do the same. I mean, the same argument can be made for Yamamoto, who will cost half yeah. as much over the same. I would wait. Of time. For, I would wait for Roki Sasaki personally. If you're going to go with another, you know, 
uh, Japanese pitcher being posted. I I don't think we're I don't think we're going to get Yamamoto. No, Diamondbacks aren't going to be able to outbid New York and L.A. for Sasaki. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Or a team that's stupid crazy. He's the one guy I would go all in. I mean, he's got ridiculous talent. Like he is. He won't cost uh, much. That's for sure. He is literally the most talented pitcher I've ever seen throw a baseball. Bar Randy John. I mean, raw talent, absolutely. Uh, at like you know the best pitcher I've ever seen, obviously is Randy Johnson. But no, the, the raw talent there is. Yeah, uh, best pitcher like, of our next, lifetime is it's, 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 it's next. It's next level. Uh, I mean, if, just look up Roki Sasaki's perfect game. If you don't know about it, uh, it's, everyone uh, saw Sasaki in the uh, World yeah. Baseball Classic. Yeah. Everybody that level that. count. The level. Like yeah. U.S. The United States and Japan have the best. Two are the best talent beds for baseball, in my opinion, because the Japanese play baseball are very strong on fundamentals, and obviously the U.S. has the most talent. Shota Imanaga showed off his stuff in in the World Baseball Classic. He's a good. I yeah, mean, he's not. He's, I think that's a reasonable gift for the Dimex if you want to discuss yeah. that. That's about the upper end of what they can afford, though. Yeah, that's. He, he's probably going to cost more. There's a lot more interest. I just, I, you know, that's what I'm hearing. Yeah, uh, he's not going to say like Yamamoto. So we got plenty yeah, to discuss that one. Cause that he's a lot of teams playing B if they can't land Yamamoto. Yeah. And Yamamoto's either going to the Mets or the Dodgers in my opinion. Mets, Dodgers or Giants. In my opinion. Yeah, probably. I just don't like Probably. Them. I don't know. There's a lot. It's like where he says where he prefers to sign. I say, ignore that shit. Don't even think about it. It's like he's gonna he's gonna sign for the team that offers well, money. him the best money situation combination. Or, yeah, that's the thing. Depending on what he wants, it's probably money. It's always money. But money, the opportunity to or whatever, like the Dodgers, the Giants. Yeah, showcase some play pitching big games. I think I still think uh, the Dodgers aren't gonna sign because they're gonna sign Otani, but. Yeah. I think the Met, obviously the Mets are. Uh, I would put them in the finals. I'm not sure about the Yankees. Like, yeah, I expect, I know I expect I said, Cohen to go all in. Yeah, I don't expect Cohen. Well, yeah, I was gonna say the Mets aren't necessarily I, in a great position get to one, contend. They're gonna but, get one of the. They're really gonna try to go for one of the two of uh, yeah. Shohei. I think they actually they've pivoted. Actually, I don't think they're gonna get him now. No, Tony doesn't so, make a lot of sense for the Mets though. Yeah, really and if there's report, and I think Shohei would rather stay on the West Coast. That's actually a that was actually a legitimate. That's a legit thing. That's an. Extra, I don't know if that's like, the same for Yamamoto. Ten hours of travel on a plane. You really like? I mean, that's that's that would rule it out for me. I'm just like every time I want to go back home, I gotta spend an extra ten hours. No, I'm gonna live on the West Coast. So I don't have to deal with that. I'm not worried about the Mets this year. They're rich enough to buy a house wherever they live, wherever they play. Yeah. I'm not worried about the Mets at all. The Yankees. I think the Yankees are feeling desperate. I yes, think they are. Yamamoto makes a lot of sense for the Giants since he doesn't have the bias against them that American players do, knowing all of the mediocrity that they've given since Matt Bum. But he back. Yeah. don't get hella money from them. Yeah. It's, yeah. You get to the, the Giants. Like the Giants excited. have been the bridesmaid, not the bride for the last few off season. I really do expect them to go like hard on one, like one of the big names. They're going to so, try, but there's not much appeal to sign for San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, the I managers get it. on the managers new. Uh, 
there's no star player there. Not since Posey retired. Yeah. Like if Buster Posey were still playing, I think there I think the Giants would be a better destination, especially for a pitcher. Have your Hall of throw to a Hall of Fame catcher, it's like future Hall of Fame catcher for of mediocrity of like, I, I expect them to try. Like I said, I, I don't think they will necessarily succeed. There are much more attractive the, destinations to sign. And the giants player development hasn't been great. Bart busted. Luciano looked kind of sucky his first time yeah. up. I don't know, but obviously not enough plate appearances to make, uh, long-term, uh, decisions, but it's like their farm system has not produced talent no. in the last five or so years. I do have hopes. For They're one. Their one good year was a bunch of veterans that basically put in their best, their last yeah, great I mean, season. Right. But if you're 24 years old, you're coming to a brand new country with a whole different culture to do something that you absolutely love. And the West Coast team with the most money is out of the running because they signed your idol in, in Otani. Yeah. And you want to stay on the West Coast. Seattle's not looking for a pitcher. San Diego can't afford a pitcher. Anaheim's place everybody will tell you to stay away from, and Otani yep. will tell us the same. Yeah, the Angels just have bad energy. Oakland, Las Vegas isn't going to give you money. Arizona probably can't beat your your ass. So if you want to stay on the West Coast, it's San Francisco like, or L.A. Well, but or you know, Otani, they're not going to sign Yamamoto. At the very least, we know the Diamondbacks can can be Ken Kendrick can be wild card. Like once in a while, he get a hair yeah, up his that's ass. True. And he's I don't like, think he's like, he's like, fuck it. I'm going to sign this guy. Cause I like him. He's like, I like Zach Granke. He's a weirdo. Perfect for me. Best picture. I'm going to do it. Don't, don't care what anyone has to say. I'm just going to do it. And he's he learned. did it. So that's the, that's the wild card for me, for me with Arizona. He's learned since yeah. the different. And if you like, if you like golfing and you like being able to go outdoors and you know, like there are a lot of benefits to Arizona, you know, in the off season. Yeah, Arizona's got nice weather in the winter. I would sign with Arizona, but yeah, what's the draw of a Japanese player coming over from Japan with no? Not there's not there's not. There's I mean, no. what got Yoshi Haran? I mean, we just won the bidding on him. I think in that case, or was he a free agent? Um, Haran was signed for six million dollars. Still, I mean, what what brought him here? I mean, there's there's got to be there are some attract like reasons to sign. I mean, there may not because be D-Bags obvious offer to us, money. Yeah. That's there we go. You know, like the, it, Ken Kendrick can get a hair up his ass Sometimes and decide, also- oh, hey, I'm going to sign this guy. And that's the reason why. It may, and maybe the D backs offered him the best. Ch- you know, we're the only team that offered him a chance to close. Yeah. Yeah, probably. I think it's actually might probably the same reason it, McGuff came here. Probably that. Yeah. There we go. We just need to be the only team to offer. Uh, it's not like a Merrill Kelly situation where it's like, okay, I pick Arizona because I'm from there. Yeah. That. My entire ninety percent of my pitching career was here. Evan Longoria. Oh, I. You know, I'm gonna either sign for the team I came up with or the one next to where I live. Okay, you want me? Sure. Well, I mean, I respect respect that. So, what names do you guys like? Like, actually, like that you would trade for? Trade. I I don't know. Is there a team that has a pitcher with three years of control that's available? That doesn't make me want to cringe. Yeah, like, like I could see the Diamondbacks looking at Patrick Sandoval. Obviously, I wouldn't give up much for him. Yeah, his twenty twenty three season was bad. Yeah, yeah and the peripherals were even worse. Now, the question is, can you reverse that? Mm, because if you, a middle rotation left is exactly what this team needs. If you can get him back to his twenty twenty one twenty two form, but that's uh, 
Tommy Henry. Question yeah. of 150 also, innings. Speaking of development at the major league level, we can't just write him off already. Yes, he's in his Yeah. Career. Yeah, that's we. I mean, like that's the thing is, I would like to see. I'd really like to see people in a rotate, like you know, in our farm system, get a chance. Like Henry, I don't know why he's you know being written off or I mean, the problem, or Nelson. I'm gonna, put, or, I'm gonna be the contrarian here, but the Dimex farm system in terms of pitching is not very good. Oh, it's it's the cupboard is bare. It's right not good. Not, we're not, we're, neither of us are going to disagree with you, Michael. I mean, because you got a bunch of guys that are bottom of the rotation starts. Lynn's probably a four starter. Walson's a five. Yeah. Sacconi's your best bet of getting better than the number four. Sacconi and Jarvis are your best two bets at a th- number three. Yeah. But I'm okay with maybe if Dylan Ray develops, that's a shot. That's another shot at the number three. And Dylan what Ray is isn't th- is already looking at worse as a four. Yeah. What were you saying, uh, Spencer? I'm a okay oh. with Gallon Kelly Fott, and then Henry to start, and one of those players in the fifth spot. I don't like mm-hmm. having two young guys like that. I'd like to have something more more sure than that. Yeah. Like by the end of the season, if it's Sacconi and Jarvis in that, and Henry and Walston are both our two new lefty relievers, I'm okay with that. Yeah, beyond or, those. Or two, Len. Nothing. Nothing. I want. Well, if you're not in a position, if the Diamondbacks were coming off a 500 season and were close to competing, that would make more sense, but you're coming off a National League pennant. You're yeah. going to want to add more certainty to your rotation than that. Are you willing to go? Like, that's the problem. Hazen just is no longer looking at a one-year contract. He's now got six years in front of her. Four years yeah, in front of five, whatever it is. You're um, going to have to pay. The rest, the, rest of, the rest of the decade, we can right. say that. He can afford yeah. to take 2024 as a, okay, we think we have a higher floor now, but we understand that it was kind of a miracle run. So yeah, miracle run. The National League's going to be stronger in 2024. I think it is, too. Yeah, I agree. Right. I mean, that's not the reason to not let your prospects develop. If you keep pushing your prospects down, they're never going to develop. No. So yeah, exactly. Everyone, every proven player was a prospect at some point. Right. Exactly. Tommy Henry is going to be. You have to know what Sacconi is going to be. Add Jarvis. Add Walston. Add, we know what Ryan Nelson is now, but you're going to have to add Jameson in 2025. You're going to like, yeah. You have to know who yeah. those players are. You can't just bury them. Because then you're going to end up with a Max Scherzer situation where you're like, wow, we let who go for what? Exactly. The Scherzer thing was strange to begin with because he wasn't necessarily buried. He pitched the entire season at the major league level and the results weren't great. But obviously Scherzer didn't really take the next step until three years after the trade. Right. That's true. But you still hear Scherzer. I get your point. Yeah. You're talking about somebody. Oh my God! We're gonna trade uh, trade Ivan Melendez for what? He's gonna be the next Mike Trout? No, he's not. Well, but he might. Well, let's let's. Like, what's his name? Who's traded away? Like, there's a bunch of guys that we basically just gave away. Um, like the uh, Didi Gregorius. Did you know that he was a Diamondback at one point? Yep, that's one. Nah, um, that wasn't a giveaway though. What's the, what's his name? Who's traded to the White Sox? Uh, twenty twenty like. Matt Davidson. No, no, no. Uh, Adam. Adam um, some Adam, name, I can't think of his name. Adam, Adam Eaton, yeah. Yeah, Adam Eaton. Yeah, that was uh, a bad trade. That was a bad trade. That's not a trade Hazen does. Um, I mean, we're... For Mark we're, Trumbo? Yeah, so I mean, there's... there's a downgrade. A lot of guys that, you know, have, have, <laughs> have like, come and gone through the Diamondbacks uh, farm system that we really... They could have yeah. gotten a better chance than they did. And, you know, they're, you know, just people that we missed on. And 
I don't I don't want to see that happen to Bryce. Like Bryce Jarvis looks like he could be something. Um, no, I don't. I don't. I wouldn't trade Bryce Jarvis unless I was getting some big. I was unless I was getting needle moving talent because Jarvis to me is a guy that could either be a back end guy or he's your four number your next number four starter. However, he's not quite there yet. No. Like we, from no. what I've seen, the big leagues is not a challenge. Is not overwhelming. That's that's the first part. Yeah. That's, we know he, he's not. He's, we know he's not overwhelmed. Now it's just a matter of making the right adjustments to stick. Yeah. And Jarvis is a guy I'd rather see start the year in the, on the roster than Reno. Uh, I got to go, so I'm just going to save my final piece. Yeah. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know, I'm going to go watch the crew hopefully make it to the, to the MLS Cup yep. tonight. Um, but I don't want a rental, regardless of the type of player, whoever no. they are. I want, I want long-term viability. I don't know that that's available, but I trust Hazen to find it, if it is. Uh, and I would be A-OK with 2024 being a backslide year where everyone kind of makes fun of us if we actually get to see who the real Perdomo is, who the real Tommy Henry is, who the real Jordan Lawler can be, and then go in on a one to two to three year window in 2025 and beyond. Because yes, you're going to lose a gallon year. That sucks. You're going to lose a Kelly year. That's, that's hard to handle. It's hard to swallow. But if you can get bought to be a number one or a number two, and then you can find a couple threes and fours behind him already in the system, then you can start to look to whoever maybe we can afford a Corbin Burns on a five-year deal at that point, or we yeah. can afford to look for Juan Soto five hundred million dollar deal for some reason. Like, give me twenty twenty-four to evaluate what we already have, then we can talk about who we trade away to get better and have a legit World Series shot. But yeah, because that's uh, you guys that, talk about that. I gotta go. Yeah, well, well said, right, Spencer. Thanks for, thanks for talking. See you guys. All right. So yeah. So what I was just talking about is what we originally thought 2023 was going to be. Yeah. I mean, I'm okay. I, I'm, I can't disagree with Spencer said there. I really think that like, I mean, my expectation is for that to happen. Actually. I don't know unless we go out and make those moves. I, you know, to kind of plug the plug, the, the weaknesses that we saw, you know, over the, the postseason and you know, that final third of the season. Um, I think it's really like, that's okay. I would like, I'd like to see what we have in a lot of our players and we don't really know, you know, with some of them or they may never get the chance if we make all like, you know, get the, make those moves. Um, that said, um, I, I, there's a, there's got, there's pressure now on the, on, on my case and to make another big move. And I think that's like, really like, that's why we're going to see him probably make another trade. I don't know who I don't know who would be cost control that they could even acquire. It's probably not even someone that like, even on a radar right now. Like I said, if you're going to trade Jude Jones, I actually think trading him for a similar value prospect that's a pitcher is not a bad trade. I would like, be okay if you're trading Gallon for if you're trading Jazz for Gallon, that was a good trade because you're giving up six years of control of a valuable prospect for a controllable pitcher for six years. Anyway, it yeah. feels like a that's that. That's what it was. The Dimebacks give up Jazz to get, and of course, Gallon obviously getting to the level that he was makes the trade looking better. But Gallon just being a six-year middle of the rotation star would have won the trade for the Dimebacks. Yeah, I mean that's the kind of move I actually like. I was, I um, like that's kind of what I'm more thinking of Hazen doing. You know, if he's gonna make a move, I see more of the challenge trade of like, okay, here you have we have this. Uh, he could be contributor, you know, in your contention window. You have this guy; he can help us here, where it's a win-win. Um, 
that's the kind of trade that I, I expect Mike. He's really been quite good at that of uh, finding the kind of win-win trades, and I think that's really that's uh, a good that's good quality. First of all, to have in a GM who's not like I'm just going to try to rip off everyone because then no one's going to want to work with you. That's obviously. AJ Preller but, to you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so you know, like I, I'm not sure. Like, there's not really other names that are even flying. Shane Bieber, I said no, not no. not going to acquire him. Um, yeah. I wouldn't even sign Bieber as a free. I wouldn't even want Shane Bieber if the Guardians offered him for free. Oh, well, there's just like, too much Shane, downside. Here's, here's, a free, here's a free Shane Bieber. Yes, no, I would I would take Shane Bieber then. But uh, no, there's. I just feel like he's one slip. He's just one slip away from being unpitchable. I feel like this is Bumgarner 2.0 with Bieber. Yeah, then, he uh, does. He does kind of come across that way. Um. I don't know if there's any other guys that were going to be available necessarily. Other I than, think it's going to be a de- deal for a pitcher. We never saw coming is what's going to happen. Yeah. Probably if there's a trade. Uh, you know, like I, I do expect like some kind of free agent signing. I wouldn't be surprised at the least like, you know, some lesser deals, nothing big, you know, like no one should expect yeah. a, you know, a, a show or anything like that. But uh, we could all dream, you know, of course. Yeah, I was going to say a lot of uh, lower-ranked pitchers are signing early before the winter meetings. Yeah. I think teams are trying to get their prior trying to get other priorities done first while they wait on Otani Yamamoto, etc. This in the uh, winter meetings, which will yeah, be coming up. Actually, it starts tomorrow. It start. Uh, yeah. It'll be going on uh, as you're watching this. Unless you're watching this at the the Thursday, but so obviously I think we're going to see the market start to move a little bit, but Yamamoto, I think is a guy that signs right probably a week or two after the winter meetings. And then you're going to see, I think you're going to see the starting pitch at market move fast. Yeah. So as far as uh, there are deadlines for those, like the posting was 45 days. So Yamamoto, they'll sign long before the winter meetings is about exchange numbers. Yeah. I would say like January 4th, that's going to be the absolute latest. There'll be, you know, a deal on that. And the absolute latest for Imanaga was a week later. So that's the 11th. I mean, I think there's another guy who'll be posted soon. So we're going to see some names. Yeah, probably winter meetings will kind of be the dominoes that kick off everything. But that's kind of makes sense of what they were like, you know, the Cardinal. The Cardinals have been scooping up all the, the lower tier starting pitching. Yeah. And Sonny Gray is the only one I would have wanted the D-back to sign anyway. Yeah, because you can replace Kyle Gibson, even if it's more than one guy. The D-backs have plenty of five starters in their farm system that can turn to. And as Spencer yielded to, it's like the Nimebacks really don't have anyone in their farm system that I would comfortably project as a number three starter. That's the problem. Yeah, either somebody's either going to have to, other than Fott, I should say. And for Fott to reach his ceiling, he's going to have to get that change up to become an out pitch. That way, it gives him three, allows his fastball to play better. And then obviously he has a pitch that can beat you going this way and then going this way. He seems like he keeps kind of took that step over the playoffs. Obviously. I mean, it's, I mean, the reason he shined the playoffs cause that sweeper was untouchable. Yeah. He was absolutely. able to uh, expand the strike zone this way with his sinker sweeper combo. The Kyle yeah, Schwarber I mean, crushed the D backs pitching step, but fought made him look silly. Yeah, no, I mean, it's really one of, like, we don't, like, some of these names, uh, like, Chaconi, I think, can, I mean, he's kind of going to be either, 
mediocre or he's going to figure it out and be much better than we expect. So Tony right now, if you needed to get value out of him, would be a bullpen arm. However, yeah. I mean, the problem is the change changeup stinks. Yeah, so he doesn't have a it, legit third pitch, and the curveball is a nice change of pitch, pace pitch, but it's not going to make or break his starting career unless it yeah. becomes an out pitch, and it's a big slow bender. He's got he's got too. the potential, but it's like it's, maybe if he like, the, develops Kershaw at the, the end of it. The caveat is if you know that's really the one. Like if he does, if he if it clicks for him, I can see him doing. But like there's much more potential for him to be, you know, convert to a reliever than that happening. So, Same thing with Jarvis. And we're like looking Although at. I feel like. Do you think there's a chance Lynn Lynn will actually? I mean, assuming he's not traded, uh, do you think that he could realistically hold down uh, like a number number three spot if he reaches uh, his you know the eighty for eighty percent? If Lynn's the D-backs number three star, we have questions. Yeah, we do. About the okay, he'd be the four. He would, he would be the four starter anyway. So okay, Lynn is the four star. Out? That's fine. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think he can. I think a lot of people are a little too uh, down on okay. him. They're down on. They're on. They're down on anyone who like doesn't throw. If Lind threw 100 miles per hour, people would be like, "Oh, he's gonna break." If he, you know, if he like that's I mean, just the always is a- the physical size is working against him. There's I mean, a reason why people discriminate on size. There's just not enough data points. For yeah, five yeah. eleven, 160 pounds starter. And it's like Pedro. Pedro Martinez successful, and the Diamondbacks and- already had the guy like that who broke yeah. who broke last year yeah that's true also threw a lot harder yeah that's true but i think that so, was I mean, a workload a, issue than size i think lynn uh he has he he has the repertoire to be a, a very good pitcher uh i mean he's I, basically had to learn how to be a command control guy from the get-go so he's already ahead of everybody else in that department yeah, he's, i mean if his stuff against full major league hitters he, i think he could definitely hold on a four a four yeah, would have but he could be better than that He's got. Then the problem with Lynn is obviously the D-backs have three guys, if you yeah. count him, that kind of offer the same repertoire. You know, Henry. Henry's more vertical. I think Henry's more yeah. of a vertical up, vertical oriented pitcher, where you get fastballs up and in to right-handed hitters, and then you try to go change ups down and away, curveballs down and in. Yeah, you know, Lynn, the, Lynn is Lynn's very good at hitting the corners, like. Of, like all the way around the, the strike zone, like I, the way he works. Yeah, runs a guy who's got to rely on movement and hitting his spot. So he's yeah. got to he's got to hit the low glove. He's got to hit low arm side corner consistently to succeed, in my opinion. So for a left hander, that's a wet, down the way to a right handed hitter, down and into a lefty. Although down and into a lefty, you better get that thing in. Although against a lefty, he's probably going low glove side, low glove side with the breaking ball. I mean, he's got a legitimate. He's got. If he can spot the fastball, then he's got a swing and miss breaking ball, swing and miss changeup. There you go. That's a bottom rotation start profile. Yeah. I mean, although I do think I mean, he needs right, to throw fewer four seamers. I think uh, Lynn will probably be traded. Honestly, I think he's probably the most valuable uh, pitching trade chip that the Diamondbacks have. That's yeah, like you know I mean, hasn't hasn't appeared hasn't appeared in a major league game. He's the most valuable. Definitely more valuable than Blake Walston. Um, I was saying between him and uh, Dylan Ray, Il- yeah, he's probably yeah, D-back's Il- best Il- right-hand Il- pitching prospect that isn't uh, right-hand pitching prospect outside of the Sacconi Jarvis tier. Yeah, I think they're more likely to hold on to Ray because Ray's project pro- easily projectable as a starting pitcher, even if his upside is similar. Although Ray does yeah, have absolutely. velocity, mid nineties slider yeah. looks good, change up. 
the, the, the team's really lacking in terms of velocity. I see them much more likely to give up win than it's Ray. It's not necessarily velocity. It's upside. They're missing out on. Yeah, they don't yeah. Really have their best. Yeah, they bet, have a lot um, of samey kind of guys, like you were saying. You know, where they, yeah, they basically no, they have a have bunch a, of guys that are well short of their ceiling. Yeah, that's the thing. Like they all. Debut. Yeah, that's the thing. Is they they all have question marks about like what their ceiling even is at this point. Like I don't, I, I was much more confident in our group of starting pitchers before we had a good look at them, honestly. Although uh, Tommy Henry has outperformed expectations. I don't know what like well, Tommy Henry was saying before he got hurt. He's significantly improved. Brandon fought has significantly improved. I was a believer, even though he had a bad debut. Um, there, there was no reason to but, sell on fought. But other than that, all the other starting pitchers that we've kind of, had come last year and a half have been uh haven't haven't at all touched their ceiling of what they're capable of and I, I would like to see more of like what exactly they have i don't think that they can end the the off season without acquiring a an, an improvement to the starting rotation no they can't they can't have slay sacconi be their number four star five yeah. starter and tommy henry their number four that that that's not gonna make it if they can't increase the ceiling, they got to increase the floor. Yeah, that's absolutely. I mean, that's the thing that I see them. I mean, the problem is increasing started, the floor costs ten million a year, and increasing the ceiling is twenty. Yeah, the starting pitching is the main. You know, like we just said, and the other thing that I would say, like obviously, Gurriel's bat isn't exactly. Uh, you know, that hasn't been addressed. Actually, I wouldn't mind uh, like Gurriel coming back for like you know another year or two i can see his bat bouncing back in 23 it's like sometimes when players switch leagues their offense will decline because they're not yeah. used to seeing other pitchers i could see a bounce back in guriel because he'll be 30 yeah if i can get him for 340 but then obviously uh downside is if you try to upgrade the ceiling of your rotation you you kind of miss out on outfield bat you probably miss out on yeah. signing guriel unless they can get unless they can get a hometown another discount. 10 million something like that thing yeah, well, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just returning to a team that, like, he's already comfortable with and uh, has won with. Uh, I don't think he's going to return. I just I wouldn't mind it. I don't really, like, they, those are the two areas that I really want to see Hazen address is get get another uh, bat that, like, you know, need power and contact would be preferable. Um, and then you you really want, you don't want, like you said, you don't want Slade Jaconi being your fourth starter. I mean, like the minimum. And no, no, no offense. Wanna... No offense to Slate. Yeah, that's just a reality just too of the much situation. It's more yeah. so about it's the uncertainty factor that plays in with uh, these guys. You want you want a starter that can give you 165 innings, and you yeah, don't worry exactly. about it. Exactly. I don't. I don't want to see you know us go through the you know the rolodex of starting pitchers in the minor leagues and having you know go through all that again. It would be very nice to 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 have largely the same starting five throughout the whole year without a whole lot of uh, you know question mark. Yeah, because uh, Gallon Kelly and Fott for the most part have pretty solid track records with health. Gallon yeah. had that one year where he had a couple elbow injuries. Turned out to be nothing long term. Kelly, obviously, the main issue is making sure he doesn't get blood clots. Both yeah. his significant injuries are a result of blood clots. Fott does not have an injury history in his career. That's good news. And he's got ideal size for a starting pitcher. Yeah. 
he doesn't throw anything but crazy that you worry about it. Comes worry about it concerns. Yeah, that's that's see that's the thing. Like you really, uh, you know, there are like that's a couple. Need to add somebody. I mean, I I like uh, just like uh, it doesn't really matter of which starting pitchers are like you know guys you like because it's it's the question of is Ken Kendrick going to open the wall enough to to accommodate the addition to the payroll. And then they have to worry. It's, and obviously, a TV deal going south makes it a little more yeah. difficult. They, the, the Bally deal was still in place. I think they would have more money to work with. Yeah, absolutely. And they would have um, probably had the ability to sign Guriel and a Miller rotation pitcher. Have the, yeah, same, have the money I, to do that. I would be very surprised if we go into the next offseason with a similar. You know, like I'd almost expect to see a more active offseason regardless in 2025 than this this offseason. Yeah, it'll come down to uh how the, what they do for the next TV deal. I feel like uh the TV deals in baseball if the team if the team or a specific network doesn't already have a significant broad, uh broadcasting stake so like outside of the Mets and the Yankees, obviously yeah. there's definitely issues. Absolutely. With, uh, if they could get them back on a local TV, that would be uh you know, the air TV is Here's the, I mean, there's, there is revenue from like, you know, at like same any, anyway else. So, I mean, it would just be great if they could actually get them on like local TV and you know, the Arizona market as a whole, because it's, it's hard to watch now. If you don't subscribe to a cable package, as we all know, I mean, I guess they made, they kind of figured it out as a result of this Valley thing with like limiting blackouts, but still like, that's a, it is a big concern of like, how do they recoup that without a TV deal? Yeah, blackouts are the huge concern because some guy in Las Vegas is probably blacked out of six teams. Yeah. And I know Iowa's another, Iowa is another hard spot. I think probably Nashville is probably another location that sucks. My my uh, half-sister, uh, who is an A's fan, who lives in Las Vegas, uh, she could not watch A's. She's like the only happy A's fan uh, you know, with, who's happy with the move because, because she couldn't watch the games and they're really like not that far away. So, um, yeah, like, I think that's really like it, hopefully I'm saying, hopefully they, they, they get to figure it out before, you know, spring training and they don't have to worry about that. I would assume that's yeah, a priority. It's, it's going to be a while. It's not gonna be something that happens like in months. I think the next, what's the, what, I would, there's a bump. I, I think there's a bubble with uh, TV rights and you're going to see a major market correction in that department. Oh, absolutely. That's going to be they're really awful at marketing their product. They need to strike. What I mean, that's the thing is that, uh, you know, like there definitely is going to be a correction with these, like the, the deals that were handed out. Like, I don't expect anything close to what we've seen in the past in terms of, you know, streaming, like, you know, the airing rights for, uh, for games. Like it's not, you're not going to see deals like you used to. Yeah. So since the RSNs are a, di- are a dying business model, it's like, what do you yeah. do for MLB? I think if MLB were to, make a streaming service that didn't have blackouts. They'd actually generate a lot of revenue. That's the only reason why I don't subscribe to it. Literally, if MLB got to it, I would subscribe for, I would subscribe to MLB TV. I'd pay $84 a month to watch the entire D-back season. Yeah, I would too. I would love to have MLB TV because I can go backwards. Exactly. MLB TV. I mean, I, you know, if they could add like just your team, you know, if they had like more smaller packages, you know, so you could just watch your, your own team's game. You can't watch the rest of them. Like that. I would be happy with that. If they could get, Oh yeah. By the way, here's a 20 bucks. This is my appeal to MLB TV. 
for uh, archive viewing, if you can skip the com- if you have a button that skips commercials, charge more, f- add it in there, and charge more for it. Yeah, I mean, I don't get why they people haven't taken it. advantage people of that. Will, people will go out of their way to avoid it, commercials, ads, etc. So make them pay for convenience. They'll do it. Of course, I'm the type of person that won't do it, that. Will just ignore. Will just turn my brain off when the ads are coming in. Yeah, that's, that's so I wouldn't pay. You the check extra, your phone or do something else, or you know, you, yeah. you do something else. Uh, anything else you want to like before we wrap no, it up? I think I think we got. Well, when the uh, when big news happens, obviously uh, during the if the D backs do anything during the winter meetings, obviously we'll pretty we'll have analysis. We'll probably actually do it live too. Yeah, we can. We'll we'll be back whenever we have more information to go on. If there's a big rumor going around that like the hot stove is banding about that actually has legitimacy, you may see a video on that too. Yeah, we addressed the rose, and I think what well, we addressed the rose because that's the big yeah. name being bandied about on Twitter. Even though I don't think it never made sense I, to I, me. I literally roll my eyes at it. So you know, we're we'll we'll be even if it sounds really dumb to both of us, we will talk about it. <laughs> And then uh, obviously we address Cease a little bit, so yeah. be on the lookout for that. We'll put announcements on YouTube when something happens at time period when we're going to go live. So be on the lookout for that stuff, and also be on the lookout. Uh, actually, that's about it. So anyway, like, subscribe, so. comment, tell us we're wrong, tell us we're right, uh, share us with your friends. We'd appreciate it. Thanks for watching. <laughs>